Hello there, OutlanderCast clan. Head on over to scotlandshop.com to get your friend or loved one or even yourself the best authentic Scottish gifts like tartan blankets, scarves, and even hats for the holiday season. Best yet, you can use the coupon code OutlanderCast, just one word, OutlanderCast, to get 15% off your purchase. Remember, it's scotlandshop.com. All the way from Providence, Rhode Island, welcome to Outlander Cast. It's a podcast dedicated to the show Outlander on Stars. Sing me a song of a last song. Sing of that last Mary of soul, she sailed on a Welcome back. My name is Mary Larson. My name is Blake. It's been a while. It has been a while. It has been a while. I'm showing off your shirt for our friends watching live. You've got your Sundays for the Frasers t shirt going on. It has been a while since we have done a podcast with that beautiful, beautiful intro. That's right. I love it. Sundays are for the Frasers, by the way, a shirt that you can get at the Mary and Blake store. Just go to the Mary and Blake store.com and check that out there. Yeah, it's been a while, ladies and gents, and we are here to talk about some Outlander. We sure are. And I'm really excited about it, too, because, you know, we've had a lot of time to sit with Outlander, uh, the ending, the whole season, really, and... We got a chance to watch some different shows, get some different perspective. We watched This Is Us. We've watched The Crown. We've talked about The Handmaid's Tale. Uh, we've done a whole bunch of stuff. And, you know, coming back to Outland, it just kind of feels like home. It does. kind of feels. It it's does. Like we're, it's like we're, we're riding up on a horse, going to Fraser's oh, Ridge. Just getting, like, wrapped up in a warm kilt of deliciously fun memories and memories that we get to share with our listeners and really the, the rest of the clan. But, of course, this is going to be an episode about some of our favorite moments of season five. Had some time to really reflect and just cherish the season. Oh, my gosh. It's so good, especially that soundtrack. Oh, oh that still soundtrack. My now, before we get into the rest of the show, we would love to remind you that you can follow us and subscribe to the podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram, Twitter and YouTube, all by searching the title Mary and Blake. And of course, don't forget about jointhenerdclan.com. It's a one-stop shop where you can become an official Nerd Clan member and get all of the great benefits like bonus episodes, premium podcasts, including our Keep Calm and Crown On podcast. If you love The Crown, we already podcasted about it and we would love for you to check it out. It's always free for our patrons there at the Nerd Clan. Um, keep Calm and Crown on. We are only actually 10 members away. Yep. 10 mere members away from the friends at jointhenerdclan.com choosing the very next podcast topic that Blake and I will podcast about. So if you are sitting here and if you enjoy Blake and I covering Outlander and you sit there and you're like, goodness gracious, I really wish that they would cover this movie series or this TV show or would talk about this topic, you can have a vote. You just join as a clan, a, a member at jointhenerdclan.com for as little as $2 a month. It's less than a cup of coffee. Know that it completely goes to running Outlander cast and to running Miriam Blake Media. Helps us keep the studio going, helps us with our website fees. Of course, here in the time of COVID, things have changed a lot with some of our sponsorships. So just know that all of you who already are members at jointhenerdclan.com, you guys make this possible. And we are 10 members away from choosing a new podcast topic. And those of you who are at jointhenerdclan.com get to vote on it, which is going to be super exciting. So once again, go to jointhenerdclan.com to sign up. And if some of you right now in the chats, whether it's YouTube, Twitter, or Facebook, if someone wouldn't mind typing that, jointhenerdclan.com so people can click it and check it out. And remember too, remember too, we're doing Blake's book club. We're back. We're back doing Voyager. I'm already 10 chapters in. Well done. Nine have been published, but I already did the 10th. I did it today. I'm very excited about it. So we're back. Blake's book club. Yes, who's back? It's a fun Christmas present for someone that you love or that's your friend or even for yourself. Just go jointhenerdclan.com and join Marvin. Are you ready? I sure am. Let's get her done. (laughs) 
kicking things off, of course, we're going to be counting down our five top things, five top events or bits that we loved in season five of Outlander. Those of you joining us live, we want to know what is number five. Okay, number one's going to be the best. What's number five for you? Put it in the comments. For me, it comes down to Ian's reaction to time travel. All right, we joked with Ian, hashtag by Ian, for so long. <laughs> and, you know, you really you really missed him. Oh, and then, you, it, was, and then it was hashtag hey Ian. Yes. Yeah, that's yes, right. You know, because he showed up looking smoking. Hey, yes. Well done. Well done, my friend. And of course, he was dealing with his own battles, but knew that something was a little fishy. Something was a little off when it came to, you know, Clan Fraser, what was going Going on, And right. once he was privy to the truth about what was going on, the way that he took it was so well. You can just hear, you know, you know that he was able to hear about stories from the American Indian tribe that he was with where, mm-hmm. where he was able to hear some of these topics. And then for him to go and watch Roger and Bree. <laughs> And see them, like see them all farewell, and be bummed right. that he can't do it. And then up oh, they're here anyway. I just loved all of his reactions to it. How well he took it. Gosh, that character just warmed my heart in so many ways. Um, so yeah, that and, is... and get the lands. By the way, Ian was going to get the lands that Roger and Bree had. Yeah, like, did, did they take them back now? <laughs> like, A little awkward. Hey, so I know. I know. I promised you that, but we're back. We're back at guess what? Yay! <laughs> but I did. I truly loved his reaction to it. Just such a wonderful, wonderful lad. How about you? What was your um, fifth favorite thing? Uh, fifth of favorite thing. Season five. Not a surprise here. I think uh, for me, and I, I'm pretty sure most of you will roll your eyes when I say this, but. Stephen Bonnet's death. I mean, I highly doubt many of us are going to roll our eyes because we all really wanted him to die. Right, yeah. Um, you're I know, just saying I know. that you're like a villain lover? I'm a villain lover and I, I love Stephen are. Bonnet. He, he, Such the contrarian. He is great. He was excellent. And your boy Jimmy, your boy Jimmy did a great job portraying him. Okay. And I was... Quite... I like that we still call him Jimmy even though that was the name of his character from Downton <laughs> Down Abbey, Abbey, not his real name. <laughs> That's how it works. That's how it works. Um yeah, I'm I was I was pleasantly surprised at how he was included all season. And e- even the episode that he got with Bree when he it captures her mm-hmm. uh, and uh tries to in quotes make a family right mm-hmm. uh whether or not you believe that or whether or not it was just all sociopathic you know crazy time blathering yeah. uh it is what it is but his death was exceptional and his death was because it was cathartic for us as viewers it was cathartic uh to watch it it was cath- obviously cathartic for brie mm-hmm. uh, but not only that it, it gave us um a unique death it's something that i've never seen on television before and how it was shot having having him scream out in frustration this is a man that was used to getting everything he wanted mm. this was a man who was used to not only getting what he wanted but taking what he wanted and then being stuck being stuck there's nothing you can do other than just scream out in frustration yeah and not only that having brie take her agency and put an end to it Say, no, you're not going to go that way. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it because that's what you deserve. And that's what I deserve. This is how I'm going to get closure out of all of this. Whether or not it works or whether or not she has to morally pay mm-hmm. for that death and for that for that life, that I think is yet to be seen. That will, should, I hope, be something that haunts her uh, for making that choice. Uh, that that would be a fun, interesting conversation to have, I think, in the writer's room. But yeah, um, Stephen Bonnet's death was excellent. Hold on, I'm going to hit the bell. There we go. There's the bell. Number four, what do you got? Moving on to number four, those of you joining us live, tell us your fourth favorite thing of season five. Mine was, oh. (laughs) Jamie putting on his kilt. I mean, this honestly (laughs) might need to be like number one. Yeah. but I put it down as number four because there are other more poignant things that I felt like needed to be in front of this. But man, oh man, <laughs> the feels that I got in this scene, whether it was Bear McCreary's music yeah. or just the emotional um, the emotional turmoil that we knew that Jamie was going on through this time. And just like 
you know, we all left a little part of our heart in Scotland. Sure. When we left Scotland, even though we haven't actually left Scotland in this show because they're filming in Scotland, making it look like North Carolina. But putting on that kilt, and we were all Claire. We were, no matter, <laughs> no matter if you are attracted to men, to men or not, women doesn't matter. In that moment, we, <laughs> we were, all we were, we were all, all Claire. Claire okay, <laughs> <laughs> so it just, as I said, it just brought back so much yeah. that you know, you know that it's always there with him, sure. and I really enjoyed that. How sure. about you? What was your fourth favorite? Oh, jeez, um, I like the guts. That it took. Oh gosh, I thought you were just about to say like guts. Like, yeah, the, the <laughs> blood and guts. No, yeah, I like no the thanks. I like the guts that it took to write in silent movie, and mm. the whole silent film aspect of what they tried to accomplish in that episode. It was awesome. Again, it was different. It was memorable. It is that in and of itself. In that episode, not only is it flashy, but it serves the character. It gives you a perspective that you definitely did not have uh, about Roger and what he would liken a death to. It it, it illuminates that character mm-hmm. in so many different ways. And not only that, it was interesting. It was interesting because it was out of order and you yeah. didn't see everything happening all at once and and it wasn't done all in the same way it wasn't done like from only Roger's perspective it was okay i see it i see his eyes and then it was on the outside it was Jamie and Claire looking on at Roger and then Jamie talking to Roger like then being taken down it's all these different perspectives all these different camera shots and it was silent mm-hmm. like how often how often in a television series, do you just get silence? Like very rare, very rare, very rare. Yeah. I, I can't commend. And, and I guess a, a, another aspect of this is I just, I have to commend outlander for just taking shots, man, mm-hmm. just sw- swinging for the fences and saying, you know what? We're going to go crazy and try something different. We're doing it. Yes. We're, we're going to own it. Yes. G- give me that guts. Give yep. me the balls to to make that happen because okay. between the X Files episode that they had, <laughs> you know the the whole finale aspect, yep. of course, which I think we're going to talk about yep. later on, uh, the silent movie aspect of this, um, it, even Stephen Bonnet being yes. sprinkled in throughout the whole uh, series uh, of, for, of the season, rather, those were all risks, agreed, huge risks, and you know what? For the most part. Paid off. They all paid off. Agreed. They all paid off. All right. You got your number three? Yep. Hold on. We got to do the hotel bell. Here we go. There we go. There's the bell. Play along, friends who are joining in live. What's your third favorite thing? Because mine is all of the sex. Well, all the sex except for stable sex. Oh, the stable sex was... Mm. Not even an honorable not mention. Not great, Bob. No, no. <laughs> but all the other sex was fantastic. Window sex, battlefield sex, wedding night sex, woodland nymph Paris fairy king of <laughs> sex, 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 sex. So much sex. And just the various ages and places in life you know i mean let's be real once again a little piece of our heart was left in scotland as was some hot and steamy sex all right right? right. we all know we all know oh there's nothing like that (laughs) wedding night sex (laughs) who wedding night (laughs) sex but i love one of the things i really love so much about outlander whether it's the book series or the show is showing couples be physically romantic in different time frames of their life. It's not just like the young, sexy, perky boob 20s, sure. 30s, you know, it's like it's all ages. Even when Jamie and Claire are trying to get a little quickie in after they get Jimmy down. Yeah, know? that's right. <laughs> you know, it was like, real. Yes. It was yes. real. It was absolutely real. So there we go. I, I'm being classy. <laughs> that's one of my third favorite things. All the sex. Except uh, stable. Uh, yeah, the stable sex was not like, I, I really wanted to like that. And I know, I guess that's a, a big scene for a lot of readers, um, and how they really wanted that to be portrayed. It didn't work for me. De- definitely, definitely did not no. work. Def- definitely did not work. All right. Uh, number three for me, I struggled with this one. Oh, I struggled with this one hard because I wanted to put it higher. I wanted to, you wanted to put it where? Higher. <laughs> Hiya. How you doing? Um, I wanted to put it higher because 
um, I felt like it deserved to be higher. But when I looked at my next two, it, it, it isn't there. Regardless, Jamie wearing the uniform, wearing the uniform of a British officer, and that shot of him putting on the tricorn hat, lifting his head, you know, it, it's been rumored that was a suggestion of um, of um, Sam's. Mm-hmm. And if, if that was the case, if that is the case, it is a spectacular, I mean, spectacular suggestion. Uh, because again, it, it illuminates the character. It illuminates his choices. Jamie has to make choices for his family and he's willing to do what it takes. And ultimately, ultimately, what that does is it leads to a situation where Murta dies. Now, I'm not saying him putting on the uniform is a result of him dying, but it's pretty damn close. It's an indirect result. So him making, Jamie making this choice bears consequences in unforeseen ways for that character. And he has to live with them, not only in that episode, but for the rest of his life. He knew, he knows he betrayed a part of himself for his family. And in doing so kind of resulted in his godfather's death. Right. I mean, that's kind of how it's, and, and it just felt, you could feel the tension. And not only that, after, after the whole thing was done, after Murtaugh dies, he walks out of that tent, mm-hmm. takes that coat off and throws it down at Tryon's, yep. uh, at Tryon's feet and says, we're done. Yep. I'm done. I've, I've fulfilled my duty. I'm done with you. We're moving on. That was really, 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 really powerful. Agreed. That was just, just excellent. So that is my number three. But of course, before we get into our top two moments and, and, our honorable mention. Of course, of We course. do have to thank our sponsor. Okay, so here's the cool thing. A lot of us, whether we're listening or enjoying the Outlander series, you may, like me, have Scottish or Irish roots. And the company that we've been working with, Scotland, Scotland Shop, Shop um, they actually offer virtual appointments where you can chat with people or email or live chat with them just to learn more about your roots for whatever purposes, but particularly when you're looking at like tartan-based things. Right, like Mary right now, if you're watching us live, she's wearing the ancient the ancient tartan for the Mackenzie clan, actually provided to us by scotlandshop.com. Listen, I know all you nerds out there, you love your tartans. And these are real, true, authentic tartans. And yes. it's not just blankets. It's not just scarves. It's not just the things that are, are normally part of a tartan. It's just like hats and gloves and like apparel, clothing and apparel and everything is there. This makes an excellent Christmas oh gift gosh, for your seriously. Outlander lover or your Outlander friend. Or your friend just with Celtic heritage, you know, like myself, because of course they have, you know, Jamie Fraser's own family tartans, the Mackenzie and the Fraser ones. But, you know, if you have your own family heritage there, you can find tartans, you can find yeah. napkins, you can really make your Yule celebration over, quite... Over 200 Scottish clans and 500 tartans, just a whole range of clothing and excellent. And they're there to put the personal touch to help you, whether it's a live chat, emails, they will literally take time out of their day and just get on the phone with you. And they're in Scotland. To explore like, your They routes, straight routes. up are in Scotland. Yeah, so, so once again, I love their products. Blake loves their products. I'm just wrapped all up in it. Uh, we may just... or may not be having some Christmas presents <laughs> from scotlandshop.com because I'm that much of a nerd. Oh, love it. I so, feel like we're in the Highlands. So go to scotlandshop.com. Check it out. 15% off using the coupon code OutlanderCast. Just one word, one OutlanderCast. Word. Okay, so, Marvin, your number two. Your number two moment. Let me hit the bell first. Number two, your moment. Actually, that wasn't loud enough. Let me do it again. There we go. Your number two moment. I mean, my number two moment, you pretty much just tackled. It's Murtaugh's death. Goodness gracious, do I love me some Murtaugh. Yeah. I love me some Duncan LaCroix. I love Murtaugh. As a book reader, it was very interesting to see how they wove him in and through this storyline as he was supposed to be dead by this point is dead but you know much earlier on in this point in the book but it was just really a sweet treat to have him and then to see him have such a sad farewell it really helped make such 
it, it made just a really big impact on Jamie. And we were able to be there with him as the viewers because we loved Murta. We grew to really adore this character, as did really the whole family, the whole clan. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So it was just a beautifully shot scene. Um, and as I said, you just kind of tackled a lot of it. So I feel like... <laughs> you got to stop hitting the mic, Mob. <laughs> ah, sorry. Uh, for me, my number two uh, is... Uh, more of a musical moment uh, for me it is Bear's use of the bagpipes and the drums and yes. everything as Jamie says, all right, you, you want a Scott? You're going to get a Scott. And he goes up and he, and he looks at that, yes. at, at that. You're still hitting the mic. <laughs> to be. Uh, he looks at the, at the case. He knows what's coming. He knows that once he unleashes this, like he's, it's, it's the kilt is coming on. The kilt, the kilt is but coming on. But you're seeing the music in particular in that scene yeah, evoked something that, in you. It, when I heard that, it, if, it just felt like, remember how I said at the beginning of this podcast, doing Outlander cast just feels like home? Yep. The same thing. When I heard those pipes, and I, and I watch them looking up at this uh, at this crate, and you the know, the trunk, Okay. You, you know what's coming. Like Chest. Uh, chest, trunk. Crate, what it's it's wood. It's a it's a thing of a wood that holds unit. storage wood unit that holds stuff. <laughs> you know what's coming, and you could feel it. You don't need anybody to tell you. You don't need to be like Jamie's. Like, oh man, I should probably get my kill. Like, you don't need any of that. You know what's coming, and it just it does. I think for the viewers, what it was supposed to do for the entire group, which is just it rouses you up. Agreed. It it, it gets you back into the swing. <sighs> And the, the and like I'm ready to run through some brick walls at this moment, I hearing know. those pipes and watching Jamie. But it wasn't just a happy moment; it was almost like a regretting, a regret, regretful moment. Like it's a lot was, of pain associated yeah. with being, you know, not allowed to necessarily wear the kilt and to know the last places that he wore it, you know, during wartime and things right. like that. Yeah, so it brings up a lot of stuff. I mean, who knows how long it's been since he's worn that kilt, right? And the last things that he does, he has done in those, in that kilt. Mm. There's a lot there. <laughs> Caitlin here says stats are for nerds. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I really, really, really liked that moment. Awesome. Was, I'm, like I said, I'm ready to run through some brick Agreed. walls just thinking about it. I know, it. I know, it's so good. Are right, you ready for so some of your honorable mentions? Okay, yeah, so Mary, these didn't make on. the top five, Okay, but we still really love them. All right, top, uh, your top honorable mention, Marvin, what do you got? The whole wedding. I mean, in general, I just wish I was there. I wish I was drinking and dancing and having the merriment. It was a wonderfully fun scene. Um, I loved, of course, Lord John doing his Shakespeare comment and Marcelli just owning the tongue twister in just the only way that Marcelli can. It was just really a fun time. I thought it was a great way to start the season. I thought that it was a fun way for us all to be reacclimated with our friends. Mm -hmm. And I even think now rewatching it now in COVID times, it's it's like, oh, good to see my friends again. <laughs> you know, it's just it's it truly is. It was a lovely, a, a well done TV wedding, and I had a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot. It, it was um you you the viewer felt like parents. I mean, we also had our friends over. That's when true. We watched it. We yeah. actually had a bunch of the Outlander cast staff come over for the premiere. We had yeah. our friend Tammy in Boston, who who actually made a version of the wedding cake. Yes. So we got to oh, eat so cake good. with some oh. of our Outlander cast staff. That was ridiculous. Watching this wedding, and I think that that's why it just needs to be this honorable mention. Like it was just this wonderful moment for us in the Outlander fandom, but particularly yeah. right here in our house. That cake is what we call. An business was stupid good <laughs> stupid good uh all right my honorable mention uh it has to go to Marta's death and yeah how that whole thing went down between he and jamie how jamie like kind of catches him cry i know uh, and they, they're up against the tree that was all excellent stuff but what took it to the next level for me was when jamie brings him into the tent and looks at claire and says save him what are you going to do? What do you need? I'll do anything. What do you, what do you got? And he's wearing the coat. He's wearing, he's got the blood on him. Yep. He's got all, everything on he's him. He's bringing over all of her tools. Yeah. What can you do? And she's looking at Jamie saying, oh, yeah. this ain't going to work. Nope. This ain't going to, it's, it's over. It's OVA. Yes. Again, we call that in the business OVA, over. And Jamie's doing 
anything he can to revive Murtaugh, just because I think out of sadness, out of guilt, out of um, just the adrenaline of it all, he's doing everything. And just his desperation of trying to just do anything for Claire, that wide-eyed look, that brought it, that, that whole death scene to the next level. Agreed. For me, for me. So that is our honorable Especially mentions. Like, again. <laughs> I know, I know. All right, Marvin, so the sad. number one thing, here it is. Hold on. There we go. Your number one moment from Outlander season five. So, you know, it's, it's funny because so many of these things just brought me great joy, uh, like the wedding. They brought me great sadness, like Marta's death. They just brought me closer to Jamie and Claire, all the moments that they held each other in their times of need, whether Jamie was, you know, close to death or whether Claire had been rescued by Jamie and he had her home again. But when it comes down to it, for me, what I was just blown away by was the season finale when they had that kind of parallel universe where Claire would escape. Mm-hmm. When it came down to all of the little Easter eggs that they had strewn in throughout all five seasons, just throughout this house, whether it was the red dress or her having Jamie wrap her up in a plaid, seeing all of our friends again, yeah. not dead, and Joe Casta being able to see, having everybody together for this meal. Um being set in modern times in like a 70s time frame, looking at the paintings. It was just, it's something that you can watch it over and over and over and over and still find things that Mm -hmm. catch your eye um, and surprise you. It it evolves with you. Yes. The more that you watch it, the more that you see, the more that you get surprised, the more that you're sucked into that world. And to know that they used it as a way for Claire to emotionally, mentally escape during this trauma, right. uh, it was a really interesting, bold choice that they did. Just like you were saying, they took some real big chances in this season. So not only was it a bold choice to be depicting a way that someone could escape m- mentally during a trauma, yep. emotionally during a trauma, but also it was just a really interesting visual thing to see as a as a viewer and a lover of the Outlander Absolutely. show. Absolutely. Absolutely. The visual language of that episode was so different yes it was so different uh on every level you know whether it was the 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 highly colorized stylized version of the the disassociative um being with with claire and, and how she's in that house you know highly saturated highly colorized highly like extremely dramatically lit and then not only that, but the rescue scene too in that same episode where it's all firelit and yeah. it is burning and it is a hellish landscape that the, Jamie and, and his and his clan have to maneuver through. Yeah, uh, it, it was a beautiful, beautiful sequence, and that is my number one, Mary. It is absolutely kill them all. Oh, kill them all! <sighs> I remember watching that with you we, we were watching it and a whole thousands of people were watching it with us live <laughs> yes in, in our basement and i remember hearing the, I, I i was waiting for jamie to look up and i knew something was coming mm-hmm. i just didn't know what it was and i just i just wanted them to land it i wanted i wanted the writing to land it i didn't want the writers just to puke all over their shoes yep. like i wanted them to hit it and get it and kill them all oh I, I got chills up my spine Agreed. watching Agreed. it. And I remember being like, oh, yes, my hands were in the air. <laughs> uh, everything about that was just, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Wow. Yes. Feel it, Blake. Give it up. It makes me want to shout. Yes, it was outstanding. <laughs> it was outstanding. Uh, oh. Kill Them All was great because it shows you how far Jamie has gone. Uh, where he's willing to go, mm-hmm. and it it leads to what I imagine will be an ongoing conflict with all the brown jabronis, uh, the jabronis. Yeah, um, I imagine there's going to be an ongoing conflict here, and that is uh, an excellent inciting incident for him to just murder all these dudes straight up in a fit of rage and in a fit of passion and. Uh, take revenge for his bride. Like, I feel like any husband who loves his bride would say the same exact thing. <laughs> just, I would say it. I feel like any partner, well, if yeah. you just love somebody, yep. I mean, 
Maybe there's the non-murdering type. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're a Taurus, so I, no, don't mess with Taurus's family. Oh, that's Jamie is too, and that's why, yeah, like, right. that's what Tauruses would say. <laughs> uh, now, I have a lot of people there saying, uh, thank, "Thank, thank Diana for kill them all." Yes, yes, I agree. But it was, it's the way that it was delivered by Sam, obviously number one, but just. Just everybody part of Outland. Everyone made that possible. Diana wrote it. You know, the creative team to- chose to keep the words. Sam acted it so beautifully the way yeah. it was shot. Uh, exactly. The I way mean, that it was directed. I mean, yes. you know, taking that pause, taking that, like he he says it without looking at them, which it was really, he says it like almost looking at Claire, like kill them all. Like, oh, I, 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 I still, I, oh. I know, I, I know. I, it was just fantastic. And I know there, I don't really have eloquent words or enough eloquent words to you know shine praise and shower praise all over this scene but if 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 i were a smarter man i would tell you it really got me got me moving yeah chef's kiss yes i mean this that really sealed how great this season was for me Mm. and and Let's go over that, I think, you know, because, you know, we're only at 31 minutes here. And I, and I think there's a little bit more conversation to be had about Outlander season five, because now that is our top five favorite moments and our honorable mention. Marvin, where are you going to put now that we've had time Ooh. to breathe this in, soak it in, let it sit, Sima, yeah. you know, yeah. Where are you putting season five in the rankings um, from uh, between one, two, three, four, and five? That's a good question. I feel like I had answered this earlier in another podcast episode, um, but it's up there. I really, really enjoyed season five. Yeah. I really, really did. I mean, I'll be honest. I love season one. I love um, a lot of season two, mm-hmm. a lot of season two. I love when oh, I love a lot of season three. <laughs> <laughs> I love a lot of season four. Um, where would I put it? That is a grand question, Blake. Mm-hmm. A grand, grand question. I think it's tough because, you know, so many of these seasons one and two, it's almost like there's halves of it. There's a France half. Then there's a Scotland half. And then there's the back in time half of season three yeah, and right. the forward time of season three. Um, and it's hard. It's hard for me. I'm going to have to get back to you on that. I assume you know your answer for where it ranks, but it's in the higher half. Um, yes. If we were doing half seasons. It's tough, right? Uh Oh man, you know, because the the back half of season five was tremendous. It Agreed. was tremendous in the way that the front half of season three was spectacular. Like it just you know blows your doors off. Good, yeah. Um, you know the the battle joined. It, like, well, we'll get into that in a minute. So it's why I, I I personally can't can't tell you which seasons I prefer. Yeah, because I do. I feel like a lot of these seasons. If you could break them into halves, then I could say like, oh, one A, but you know, two B, three, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, Here, I, I'll do this. Okay, I'm probably going to put season one as number one because it's Scotland. Agreed. It's got all the characters that we know and love. Agreed. Um, and the courtship happened. It's just, yeah, it's just magical. Yes, like, yes. It, it just, it's kind of like the same way the Sorcerer's Stone is in in uh, in, uh, in Harry Potter. You're a wizard. Harry. You're introduced to this world. Yeah, you're introduced to the world. The characters. And, and you yes. can't help but fall in love with it. Yes. Um, and the cinematic quality of season one was exceptional. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to go number season five um, because as much as I love the first half of season three, it is d- near and dear to my heart. Um, the back half of season three was just so bad. <laughs> it was so bad. Uh, the same thing like season two. Season two, front front half was just so bad, but the back half was excellent. So if I'm gonna if I'm gonna do it, I'm in gonna say opinion. in my opinion, it's gonna be season one, season five, season three, season two, season four. Wow. Season four for me was just. I, I'm not gonna say it was a waste of time because it wasn't. But it was it was definitely a transitional. You didn't moment. like hanging out with Clarence? No, not at all. <laughs> no, 
Not you know, one you know, iota. Like Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> just no. Uh, and as much as I loved the season four finale with all of the Outlander nerds, all of us together in Newport so and the live show, and you know, being you know in the in the, the middle Back of this, when we could get together I with know. people. <laughs> <laughs> And we almost did get together with everybody because there was no ga- no natural gas on the island in Newport. We do not have good luck. Oh, man, we got such bad luck. Anyway, um, I love that finale is, is near and dear to my heart, too. But just in terms of the television viewing itself uh, and, and, and my interest in the season, season five really brought me back to Agreed. Outlander. I will admit that at the end of season four, I was in a real low point with Outlander. I was like, if, if I had been watching it just for fun, you know, just between you and I, I probably would have stopped because I was I was that upset with season four. So that's why it's at the bottom. But season five came back and oh, with so a good. vengeance. So good. With a vengeance. That season five was the risks, the writing, the yep. cinematic quality of it yep. all was excellent. Where would you put um your the finale of that? Because I think we both agree that the finale was probably the best episode of season five. It's so hard because emotionally it was a very heavy episode. Yes. A very hard and heavy episode, whereas the wedding was, for the most part, super fun. Um, but I I mean, it, it got my number one. It got my number one of my top favorite moments because I think they took such amazing risks um, of having this alternate world. You know, yes, the fighting. And it was it was a difficult show to watch, a difficult topic to cover. Mm-hmm. But all of those Easter eggs, it just, for me, it was like, as someone who rewatches a lot of Outlander, as many of our friends do, it was a real treasure to escape inside that world along with Claire. Sure. Um, so it was not an easy episode to watch. So it's not like, that's what I'm going to have in the background all the time, <laughs> you know? True. And that's the thing. Like, the wedding episode, I can do that. There are several episodes in this this past season that I could do just keep on the background that one is hard so that's my two cents yeah i, I didn't would, really answer the question no no, no it's not that you have to like <laughs> it, it's a valid answer it's, okay. it's one of those things that you really love the episode it's hard to watch the same thing i think for me like to ransom a man's soul i adore that episode it's hard to watch totally hard to watch yeah you're not like having it on repeat but again that's one of those things that they took a chance and they didn't shy away from the material they said, you know what? We're going to embrace it. We're going to do it to merit some man's soul. We're doing it. And they, they did it. They went all out for it. Um, so when I think of my favorite episodes of Outlander, um, Garrison Commander, obviously. Um, to ransom a man's soul, obviously. Uh, Dragonfly and Amber, mm. the finale for season two. Oh, I guess. Claire looking at Jamie in the archway. It's just tears. Just so many tears. Seriously. Right? Seriously. Um, And then, of course, we have the battle joined. That was... There's uh, just so many phenomenal episodes. And I think that that is one of the things like you were saying about this season. Season yeah. five yeah. was full of bold moves, bold choices and stellar acting, very cinematic um, shooting and elements going on. It really was a fantastic season. I mean, we got to have so much fun with Lord John Gray and all of the gifts that he gave. Sure. <laughs> so many great gifts. Marsley. I mean, just falling in love even more with Marsley and all of her interactions with Claire and yep. uh, their relationship growing. Yes. We spent some time with the Browns. We did not spend enough time with Fergus. That, I think, would be one of my chief complaints. Yeah, I wonder if the show doesn't know what to do with Fergus. Now, I have not read Drums. I, I, don't, I don't know what his story is in the book. I don't know if he's more prevalent. I, I just don't know. Yeah, you haven't read past... You're in the middle of I'm reading the middle, Voyager. I'm in the beginning that, of Voyager. I'm not okay. in the middle. <laughs> okay. chapter 10 oh, yeah. out of like 60, which is like bananas when you think about it. Um, I don't know if the show knows what to do with Fergus. Okay, fair. I, I feel like they're more in tune with, with Masterly than they are Fergus. Well, they, they also have just a lot of characters. They needed to focus a lot on Roger. Mm-hmm. obviously with his near-death experience and then losing his voice i mean that in and of itself that almost made my top five moments was watching roger struggle you know trying yeah. to find his voice and um the struggle that he was dealing with with feeling like he did not belong in this time frame and who was he as a man you know we really had to have a lot of character development with he and brie yep 
We also had to have a lot of uh, a reintroduction to Ian. Yeah, because right. Because this was a new grown-up version of Ian, and we had to go on his Hashtag journey. Hashtag hey, Ian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, on his journey of learning about the time traveling. So, you know, and of course we had to have the Marsley relationship with Claire. So they, they only have so much time to really flesh out these relationships. So I agree with you. I think there was a bit of a Fergus problem where they didn't know how they could evolve him in a poignant way that was really worth it, that was worth the screen time when they already had so much ground to cover. Uh, Bobber here on Facebook says they had to redeem Roger in season five after season four. Marvin, I, I post I, I pose that question to you and I ask your opinion. Did, in fact... Outlander redeem Roger I do. in season five. I think so. Like, does he need to be everybody's, every viewer's cup of tea where they're like, oh my God, I would marry him over Jamie any day. <laughs> no, he doesn't have to, but a lot of people do dig him. And I think he's a very fine character. And I think that they did him better justice in this season than they did through season four. I would totally agree with that, Mary. The They absolutely did him much better justice in season five than they did season four. Season four was an abject failure in terms of Roger. They made him such an unlikable character. And maybe unwittingly, unknowingly, but what they did was, you know, it... it did him in injustice. Did not and I, him in a good light. I'll, I'll, I'll even say, you know, after reading Dragonfly and Amber, and now I'm beginning Voyager, Book Roger. He's fantastic, right? I wouldn't say he's fantastic. I mean, I'm such a nerd. So you I, like, are a nerd. Dig the nerds. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, Book Rogers. Last night, and you were like, you're such a nerd. What did I say? Oh, I don't know. I forget. You're like sitting in bed. I can't remember. Okay. I can't remember. You usually do. So that's why I just asked. <laughs> well, you did the joke one time when you were like, after we watched the Lego movie, you did the joke. You're like, honey, and you were in your closet or something. You're like, where are my pants? And we just both started laughing. Because that's a phrase laughing. from the Lego movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a true dork moment. That yeah. was that was, that was was a deep cut. That's what I do. That was a deep nerd cut. Anyway, back to Outlander and loving on book Roger. I know. Um. You know, I, I think the Roger debate is a big one for for Outlander uh, on on many fronts. Uh, the television show, uh, I think they need another season of good Roger to make me in on that character. Okay. Um, and I think I think they I think they're capable of doing it. Um, another, I think, honorable mention that deserves to be discussed is Roger and Ian. Oh, bonding. the bromance. The bromance that they have. I mean, good stuff. That's the thing. It's like, two's company, three's a crowd. <laughs> Where does Fergus fit in? He's too busy with the bairns, right? He's jiggling. To, right, someone's got to wash the kids. popping all these babies. <laughs> <laughs> right? He's got 17 kids running around. They're rabbits. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I agree. I think... I don't think there was room for Fergus, which breaks my heart because I do love him. But we spent a lot of time with Fergus through his different ages, mm-hmm. so it's okay. But yeah, the as if we couldn't just fall in love with Roger and Ian alone to have them together and have these this moments together, sure. it really did. It shine some nice light on them that we didn't get to have necessarily in season four with Roger. And I think the thing with Roger too is that he actually went on a journey in this season you know he went from being the guy that kind of messed up the whole brown brownsville situation and jamie having a ride in and rescue everybody (sighs) and then having him having roger like kind of have to own up to it and figure it out and then roger almost dying yeah right and then getting himself in the eyes of jamie Someone that's worthy of of Jamie's daughter, someone that took control of the situation, and and straight <laughs> I just up. Remembering another thing that I couldn't stand. What what? Pregnant Marceline with the locusts and all the smoke. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of Roger and Bree and how well they work together as a team. Yeah, you know because of all the the swarm, and um, I just can't. Like I'm just thinking about Fergus and how I wish he had been like Marcy. <laughs> yep, you're about to have a baby. You should probably not be like out here fanning the yeah, smoke. Just Sorry. Get, get rid of all the smoke. Just yeah. just just go back in the house, will you? Yeah. Um, Put your feet up. A lot of people are asking us 
if we know anything on the live, uh, of course, if you're watching us, a lot of people are asking season six, when's mm-hmm. it going to begin? Of course, we don't know. There is rumor, 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 rumor that uh, production will start in January uh, for Outlander. I don't know how they're going to do that. Okay. Because January in Scotland sucks. It doesn't suck. It's just difficult. Well, you know, and you know what I mean? It's just wet and it's cold and, you know, it, I don't know how they're going to film during that time. My guess is that you're not going to see season six of Outlander earliest February of 2022. Like a, like, oh my gosh, breaking my heart. Uh, I wouldn't really even be surprised if it was later. Um, but February 2022 sounds about right to me, uh, only because they're going to need time to film the whole season, edit it, get the contracts ready, get locations done. I know they're already writing some scripts, but that doesn't mean that the scripts are done. Uh, and that is if they begin filming in January. Uh, that's a year. That's a year, which is about right. About right. Uh, unless, unless they take a break. They can get us the season earlier if they take a break for a couple of weeks to catch up to, for all the post and for everything to get like done. Like what This Is Us is doing. Right. And so for those of you who don't know, Mary and I have a podcast about This Is Us called This Is Us Too. And they actually started filming the current season, season five, uh, like a few in, months in ago. October. <laughs> yes. And they put together, they literally worked Every single day on every episode, there are four episodes that they put out. And they finished editing the episode the night before it aired each week, each successive week. So episode number one was done, edited, and locked and completed the night before it aired mm-hmm. on Tuesday. And they've done that. And But what they did was they wanted all this stuff to come out so, so people can get some This Is Us back during the COVID time. But they have to catch back up again. So they're taking about a month or a month and a half break to catch up, do all the post, and then move forward with the rest of the season. You may see something like that when Outlander comes back. If not, just because they want to get the interest back for Outlander. And Stars needs the, the, the eyes. What are you laughing at? Christina saying Mary and the mic hitting is making me laugh so hard. Keep touching the freaking mic, Marvin. <laughs> What are we doing? Can you really hear it? Yes. Every time you touch the thing, I, I hear it. <laughs> you would think that we're like professional podcasters by now. Okay. <laughs> That's my girl. How's that? Better. Because you're not touching okay. it. You're just going to have to speak into the Keep mic. Keep talking more. like this. <laughs> oh, oh, man. All right. Well, um, so don't forget. If you're listening, we yes. are a ten, a mere ten patrons. Yes, at jointhenerdclan.com from the patrons choosing the next podcast that we do. Uh, there's a lot of fun topics being swirled around. Yes, we have Marvel Universe. We have uh, the Umbrella can't uh, the Umbrella Academy. We have Clan Lands, Men in Kilts. People want us to do a podcast about that. Uh, we have uh, oh geez, there's a whole bunch of different Mad Men Lost. There's a whole bunch of different suggestions over at jointhenerdclan.com. And if you want to vote on our next podcast, you do need to become a member at jointhenerdclan.com. And you make a suggestion. And what we'll do is we'll take the most popular suggestions, the ones that are suggested most, and then I'll put in a couple of things that I want to do. And then we will hold a vote. Of course you will, Blake. Of course. And then we'll hold a vote uh, at jointhenerdclan.com. We'll hold the vote. And uh, whatever wins that vote... Gets to be our next podcast. So we're only 10 members away. Go there. Get your friends. Get the guy down the street. Get your husband. Get your wife. Whatever. I don't know. Just get somebody. And uh, you can even give it as a good uh, Christmas present for for those. If you do the yearly plan, you get two months for free. Hey, look at that. So I'm very excited about that. Me too. And Mandalorian is another one. Yep. And Mandalorian is one that people want us to do. You never know. All right, Marvin, you got anything else you want to say about this uh, before it. we uh, before we go on? No, I'm right, feeling really good. Let's close this bad boy it's out, just shall just good, we? like you said. It feels like home to be back talking about it this kinda show. It kind of does. It kind of does. All right, let's do it. Okay.
remind you that we are on all sorts of social media and we would love to connect with you, whether it's on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or YouTube. Just simply search Mary and Blake. Mary and Blake on all the different social medias except TikTok because TikTok sucks and I refuse to take part in it. You refuse to talk? I refuse to tick or talk (laughs) or TikTok-ish. Whatever it is, I refuse to do it. And uh, make sure if you want to get in touch with us and uh, have your suggestions or you want to just chat with us about Outlander or anything that you can think of, email us at maryandblakemedia at gmail.com. We are there and we are putting out some great content at outlandercast.com as well as maryandblake.com. Uh, you know, we're, we, as you know, we are covering Outlander uh, 12 months a year, 24-7. We are covering Outlander. We're giving you the best Outlander podcast and coverage there is to be had on the interwebs. And we're going to have another episode, I think, this month. Yes, most certainly. A big one. Um, so we also would love to ask of you that if this podcast has brought you some joy, to head on over to iTunes and actually leave a written review and rating. iTunes, of course, is one of the biggest search engines when it comes to podcasts. So whether or not you listen through iTunes, know that leaving a review and rating there makes a huge difference when it comes to people searching for Outlander. A lot of people, of course, are finding Outlander thanks to it being on Netflix and thanks to people having a little bit of extra time right now in their hands. So they may be a little late to the game of finding this fandom, but we're hoping that you can help them find it. So remember, you can share this podcast, whether it's on your social media channel, sharing a video, or you can leave us a written review and know that that means the world to us. And make it an accurate written review. If you if you think our show is great, please tell us why. No, please just tell us you love us. And if you think it sucks, then tell us why, and hopefully... You'll make me cry. <laughs> there have been some reviews that have made Mary cry. Yep. There have no been. No joke. Uh, and some of them have been ugly. My favorite's like, I've listened to this podcast 200 times and I can't stand Mary's voice. Honey, then why are you still listening? (laughs) (laughs) Until next time, lads and lasses, I'm Mary Larson. My name is Blake. And you've been listening to Outlander Cast. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 